live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on November 27th, 2018 to hit the internet. November 28th, 2018. How we doing, huh? Man, how were the holidays? I got together with the family, sat around the table, said grace, saw that shit, right? Have a little bit of the dead bird, a little stuffing, cranberry. What's, what's the cranberry doing here? Huh? A little whatever, all that, whatever your family eats. I don't know, all that. But it's about being together with family, enjoying yourself with these people that you are forced to spend the rest of your life with, that you really don't have a lot in common with, but we're going to play the pretend game. We're going to play the pretend game. We're going to have to deal with Uncle uh, Uncle Joe's fucking whatever, and I don't even have any goddamn examples. But hey, Thanksgiving's over, um, so that's good, right? You know what I did if you listen to the last podcast. Oh, well, how, well, how can I find it, Brian? Well, that's a great question. Thank you for answering uh, or asking, Brian. It's on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Podbean, Player FM, whatever. Your local paperboy, the whole shit. On Twitter, at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. So, yes, I had pizza, and it was an amazing Thanksgiving, and it was one of the most amazing things ever. It really wasn't that great. It was just me being, it was absolute slobbery is what it was. I made pizza, I drank, I drank enough the last four days, put it this way. You got to dry out, all right? My own uh, personal uh, drunk tank sort of thing, dry out. Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, enough. Just not sustainable living amounts of drinking, put it that way. Now, I mean, I normally drink beer, so I got to drink a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, like an ungodly amount of beer to get a hangover these days. So still get it with liquor. Oh boy. That, that, that is the demon right there. That I don't want to mess with that. That'll, that'll put me in, uh, the DL for a while. That'll make, uh, Jacoby Ellsbury look spry. We'll put it that way. So I drank way, way, way too, uh, you know, it's just four days. You know, you get to be my age as an old man, you know, shaking my fist at a cloud. Oh, these team celebrations don't get me going, which I will. But I mean, you do it four days in a row, you start to feel it. It's just not sustainable. You start doing it in that, at that, at that clip, you better start picking out the nurses and the hospitals you want when you're getting treated for cirrhosis of the liver. Let's put it that way. That's, that's the amount of drinking that I did. And, and I'm starting to feel better now. I'm just trying to. It was actually losing weight, too, and then it was just like, well, let's set up the beers. Anyways, so, on a completely different subject, I, I get obsessed with things sometimes, and uh, then I quickly forget about them until, like, years later, and then I get obsessed again. Uh, like, Giuseppe Franco was one of those things I absolutely, you remember the guy, you know, he, he did the hair stuff, on, it was on the Yes Network, and, hey, I don't even own the company, all right? And he's best friends with Nick Nolte, and, not Nick Nolte, who is it, Gary Busey. <laughs> His Hollywood friends. <laughs> I feel good because I look good. Hey, I'm just happy, Franco. But anyways, I'm obsessed now. If you follow me on Twitter, you know. For whatever reason, I'm obsessed with Gus from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. So I found this video, and we'll play a little bit of it. It's, so many people will find this so uninteresting, and they'll say, why did my friend recommend this podcast to me? Uh, maybe your friend's just a really big loser. Uh, but here is Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead Gus Cringe Compilation. So we'll start it here. Now, if you listen to this, if you know about the movie, Gus is the sleazebag, which you heard this on the uh, podcast years, years ago with Simon Yonkers. We dissected this movie more than any human being should ever do on any, any, uh, it was, and I absolutely loved it, by the way. Um, but you know, Gus, Gus would not do too well in the Me Too era. We'll put it that way. Uh, he's dealing with a 19 year old here, which he doesn't know she's 19 and Christina Applegate and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. But let's, let's take a little, a listen to some of his pickup moves over and over and over again. A woman gets older, she matures, she ripens, 
juices start flowing. <laughs> and for you, sir? White wine spritzer. Okay, come on, come on. This will give us a chance to break down some of those corporate barriers. Right. And by the end of lunch, we'll probably be sharing our intimate histories, stories of our first time. Great 80s music in the Next background, we'll be sharing a cigarette in post-coital bliss. Are you talking about us having sex? Hey, hold on, slow down. You're moving too fast for me. <laughs> but if that's an area of interest to you, it can be arranged. And if it doesn't, uh, I was kidding. Rosemary the look on his face is... Very tender. The look on his face is amazing. Just start with the symphony. I'm not starting anything with you. Gosh, don't you have the picture? She's not India. Or we could just have a wild, sweaty fling. What do you think? Gus, you know, I think the scenario here is that you're a sleazeball. Hey! <laughs> I was kidding! I surrender. Sleazeball. I've been saying sleazebag for years. I really need to get on top of my fucking game. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving, watch a little football. <laughs> anyway, you're probably all listening. You're like, Why did I have to just listen to some Gus compilation from a movie from 25 years ago? Because it's my goddamn podcast. That's why. Red Ticket Blues, leave a review. Leave a review about Gus the Sleazeball on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, all that. Please do that. It would mean a lot to me. Tell your friends. But my Thanksgiving, uh, like I said, consists of watching football, made some pizza. I don't think I left. I think I left the house once to get beer at the gas station. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was, that was the extent of mine, uh, extent of, extent of my, my, my Thanksgiving. Did you have fun? Did, did you, let's, let's see. What did you talk about at your Thanksgiving? Did, did, did you talk about Trump? <laughs> he, he's divisive. That guy. He's funny. He's fun. I saw yesterday, uh, he said that, you know, people think, uh, he, he was in Memphis and he's like, people have said, I look like Elvis. <laughs> he's, he's so funny. He's so funny. I saw it. And then this week too, like this is, this is the bluster of, of, I was going to say Trump, but think about it. Bluster. Blumpf. Huh? <laughs> Does that work or what? Uh, you know, with the climate change thing coming out. And uh, he says, no, I don't believe it. It's like, and I know I have listeners to this podcast that are Republican. I have listeners that are Democrat. And I know some people probably don't believe in climate change at all. And some people probably absolutely believe in it. Here's the thing. Donald Trump, let's say, he, I don't believe it. Wouldn't you have some plan in place, though? Like, all right, listen, I don't believe it. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll monitor this. We'll monitor this. We'll, we'll see if this does happen, incorporates. We'll see what we can do. Maybe he is behind the scenes and he just can't say anything because, he, you know, he's, he's Trump. But, but he's our president. He's, he's, a, he's a wacky guy. He's a wacky guy. Anyways, uh, I don't want to talk about Trump all fucking day. Jesus Christ. The world is... I, I don't even know what to say anymore. It's like... Again, if you don't like Trump, I understand that there's a lot of qualities about him that you don't like, but like, it's exhausting talking about Donald Trump every day. You look at some people's Twitter feeds and it's just like, are you okay? Like, do you need to be treated for exhaustion? Like, how can you do this every goddamn day? Oh, well, you know, well, well, think about it. You know, these MAGA people, it's just like, you're bringing up the same points. Like, no one... There are no Trump people being like, you know what? That person brought up a great point. It's even the Trump people that talk about him all day. I, I, I don't I don't understand it. I mean, I, I get it. I mention him on this podcast every once in a while, but like, I, it, it, do something. Find Jesus. Do something. You want to talk about Trump? Talk about Trump. But find, find other hobbies. You can't do this all day long. It's not healthy. You're not going to be sitting on your deathbed saying, I wish I talked about Trump more. Stop it. Stop it. Um, 
Oh, did, did anyone? Here's another thing. I, I didn't even think about the last few Thanksgivings. Do you have like that person in your family that says, oh, I, I don't watch football anymore because of, uh, you know, the NFL's exclusion of Colin Kaepernick and the kneeling. I, I, I know those people exist. How many of them do you think are actually genuine? Because, like, I can understand if you're a casual fan or you don't even care about football and you want to badmouth the NFL because of it. Fine. Be, be, be my guest. Go for it. How many hardcore football fans are going to their Thanksgiving table and being like, yeah, I don't watch anymore. Yep. The way that they did Colin Kaepernick, I just refuse to watch the game. Look at me. I won't watch football on Thanksgiving. I don't care about the Lions. I don't care about the Cowboys. I don't care about any of them. Do you think they actually, like, how many sincere of those those people exist? Like a few thousand maybe? Maybe not even, maybe I'm giving too much credit. You're either still watching or you're never watching in the first place. Because if you stop watching, you're a fringe fan. I see people, I see pro Kaepernick people all of my timeline. They're still watching. I mean, at least they're being honest. They're still watching. So, uh, yeah, I checked in on uh, my family Thanksgiving to see how it went. It sounded like it went pretty smooth. You know, again, I don't want to spill, uh, you know, dirty laundry about my family because I don't think they'd appreciate that. But I did mention my uncle last time. So we got a little tidbit from him. Uh, my brother said, well, yeah, he's, uh, he's grown a ponytail now. And I'm like, oh. Well, you know, he's, what is he, 75, 76 years old. That's new. Uh, and I said, bullshit. Let me see a picture. He sent it to me. Yep. Yeah, he's uh, he's grown a ponytail. I mean, he's kind of got a look to him. How do I put this? He looks like Stalin, but uh, all white hair. And he's, it, yeah, white hair with, uh, with a mustache like Raleigh Fingers. And now he's got a ponytail. So, hey, <laughs> Mother Russia, right? Why not? Yeah, make the trains run on time, all that crap. And I guess he had a great one-liner, too. Uh, he, he, he lives out in Massachusetts, and he's not a big fan of the weed. And uh, he drives one of the uh, local buses around. He said if he saw anyone uh, dying of marijuana on the side of the road, which I don't know what that means, he would run them over with the bus. So we got to get him on the podcast. He would be out of his goddamn mind. You, you, let me tell you something. He is so crazy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a riot, though. You would abandon this podcast in a second if he started his own podcast. We'll put, actually, it might be too extreme. <laughs> uh, so that that it's always good to hear my uncle go off on stuff like that. So I, I didn't get to see it. But I did go to Portland uh, on Friday. Uh, Friday to Sunday, real quick, see my cousin and her husband. Oh, very nice. I, I like Portland. I, I have I have become uh, a California pansy um, because it was too cold in Portland for me. I mean, it was nice, the fog and all that crap and, you know, nice, uh, nice scenery and everything. But like, I, I, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with consistent, you know, 40 degree. I mean, it was like 50, it's like 50 something out today. And I'm just like, you'd think I was, this is my fourth month in, uh, you know, in Northern Minnesota in the winter. I'm just like, Oh God, it's so cold. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm done with that shit. So I like Portland. Uh, I didn't see any Antifa people, but I did see some people ready to protest. We went to the tree lighting in Portland, which I think my cousin just wanted to, you know, get us out to downtown Portland to see something. Her husband wasn't too happy about it, but, uh, you know, we sat there in the rain and, uh, you know, we waited and waited and waited. People were chanting, you know, light the tree because they're just, they, they had a presentation going at the same time. So you have all these people who are just like doing their due diligence with their community to see a tree lighting, uh, which I don't know if I've ever seen a tree lighting in my life, but they're just like, oh, all right, well, let's hear another rendition of Deck the Halls from the local Kiwanis club of whatever. And everyone's just like, oh, fuck. And uh, they, they had all the people inside there like cornered by these, these metal gates. 
And it was, it was, uh, people just had enough at a certain point. And it was a madhouse. It was a madhouse, Elaine. Uh, getting out of them, people pushing, shoving. You think they were giving away free money, free money outside those gates. But so that was good. And, uh, my cousin's husband's like, yeah, so our house is down here and this is the new place I go to. It's like a, it's like a, it's not a brewery, but it's a, it's a, it's called the drinkery, West Coast drinkery and 30 beers on tap. They serve pizza and the dispensary is right next door. He's like, I don't need to go anywhere ever again. I'm just like, well, that's a good setup. I, I do agree. That is, uh, that's the kind of setup you want to have. Definitely. So yeah, I don't really have a ton of interesting stories from Portland. I'm trying to think. I did think it was going to be an absolute nightmare on the way there. They had, I'd say about six kids in two rows right in front of me, obviously, uh, that were under the age of four. And I was just like, this is going to be a bloodbath. I am, am I, it, it is going, but they were actually relatively well-behaved, relatively well-behaved. Hey, free beer on the flight too. Free pours, uh, on Alaskan airlines. So Portland, uh, nice, nice place. Definitely. So, but I'm a California guy. You know what I, you know what I mean, right? Anyways, I think you're probably tired of hearing about my, uh, personal, whatever's. Uh, so let's talk about other, uh, things, right? Uh, right. Yeah, sure. Okay. So let's, what, what do you want to talk about first? Well, in Yankee news, let's say they got rid of uh round Torres, which listen, I, you know, and some people were, I think everyone likes the little guy. Um, so, you know, and the toe and the, the judge, you know, they, they were tall, they were short there. They wore jerseys that were different. And it was just a heartwarming tale that we'll all forget, you know, but we'll never forget for the rest of our lives. It was just such, it was such great promo marketing for whatever. I don't know to sell. Did they really need an excuse to sell Aaron judge jerseys? I think they're doing all right. And I don't think many people are buying Ronald Torres jerseys, but it got to be a, 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 a marketing thing that got old really quick. And, uh, I'm sure the Yankees made them do that shit, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, they, they designated him for assignment, which listen, utility player. That's great. I, I don't think, and I, I said this on Twitter, you know, he is your classic player that if he played every day, he would be exposed as not a great player. But when he played, he, he, I don't know. He was a spark plug. He like a guy like that. He'll forever be remembered being picked off in the playoffs in 2017. I will, I won't forget that. Oh boy. I saw he was picked up today by the angels. I think so. He'll play. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to play, but I think also it's some sort of family, uh, health issues, his wife or, uh, whatever, something, uh, missed a lot of last year. So we say goodbye to him. A lot of, a lot of people on Twitter are very upset. I mean, all I said was, yeah, it's, it's too bad. I mean, I th- never thought, never thought he got a real fair shot, especially under Boone. Girardi played him, but anyways, he's not part of the future anyways. I mean, they're not winning any championships off, uh, off the bat of Ronald Reyes, so. That's that. Uh, nothing really else going on in the uh, world of the New York Yankees. I see the – actually, that's not true. I take that back. Both the Mets and Yankees are involved in possibly acquiring Robinson Cano, which, you know, Robinson Cano is 36 years old. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess he, he – guys like him that are like pure hitters, you think they can continue hitting um, until he gets too lazy to swing the bat and then just, you know, know. he sort of throws the bat at the ball and – waltzes back in well he wouldn't waltz that's too much energy uh waltz back to the 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 dugout but i mean the, the mariners are in full uh just you know blow up shit mode and you know even the mets might even well here's the thing the Yankees have the option let's see are we looking at cano or do we do we want to get machado and i mean you know I think you're going to get, if you're going to pick one of the two, it's going to be Machado. It's going to cost you more, but you have a player that's 25 years old who uh, is for the future. You know, Robinson Cano is, he's a, his contract, he has five more years 
It's like teams never learn. They never do. Let's give a huge contract to somebody like this. He's going to be 41. That's like A-Rod shit. You know, Cano gets hurt. He did steroids. He's, he's still, I mean, listen, he's probably still got a great arm. I don't watch a lot of Mariners games. I won't lie, but Ramos Cano is part of the past. So I don't want to see him anywhere near the Yankees. It would be, it'd be perfect to see him with the Mets. Oh, God. Oh, man. Mets fans, you know, I know some are excited and I get, you know, things are glim. Glim? Yeah, glim uh, with, with the Mets. But, you know, uh, and I know you need stars and you want something to be excited about. Boy, oh, boy. Robinson Cano. That is that is right up the Mets, uh, right in their wheelhouse. Put it that way, right, right in their way. And yeah, he'll hit some home run where people say, "Oh, remember when the Yankee fans saw them shoot him? Oh, he's really gonna." I mean, he beat the Reds here in May 18th. Oh boy, we got the better of this trade. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. He's leading you to glory for sure. Um, nothing really else going. I'm trying to think of anything else going on big in baseball. I mean, it is the off season. I I don't know how much you're you're expecting to actually uh to happen. But uh, none of the big chips have fallen, or uh, you know, no, no one's really signed anywhere. I'm trying to think, it probably you know, listen, you know what would really improve this podcast, especially when it comes to information, research. Yeah, I'm just trying to go off the top of my head. Am I hear anything the last time I did one? As if like I only think that like only three teams exist in the entire world, and that's the Red Sox, Yankees, and Mets, uh, and it's mostly the Yankees. Uh, let's see. Yeah, well, we'll leave it at that. We'll put we'll put it that way. Uh, uh, you know, there were some things, actually, in football this week. Yes, football for me. I, we, I actually watched a few games on Thursday. Um, that that Lions game was hideous. But, uh, you know, with these fires, fires are finally out here. The fires are finally done. I mean, they're contained. We'll put it that way. And the rain certainly helped. You don't smell the smoke anymore. Um, still smells it a little bit. I didn't smell anything today, although it was pouring today. It was pouring. So got the rain. Uh, it was pouring out today, but it is funny. You know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers comes out and he's from Chico, which is probably like two hours from here. And, you know, oh, I'm donating this amount of money and I'm so great. And, you know, I'm really a nice guy, which he probably isn't. And he's probably terrible. And his brother quote tweets him just saying, oh, you didn't even check on mom. Yeah. You think you're so wonderful. I think it's kind of funny because there's something about Aaron Rodgers that I've never liked. He's a smug asshole, and I'm glad he's only won one Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, he's got more money. That's I lo- He's got more money than you. I love when people do that shit on Twitter. It's like, oh, you're going to make fun of Aaron Rodgers? Have you ever done anything as good as him in anything in life? It's like, oh, wow, wow. Boy, you got me. Maybe I should start rooting for Aaron Rodgers, you know, random Twitter dickhead. Oh, wow. Yeah, he is a good quarterback. Oh, oh, what have you done, huh? Well, no shit, he's a professional athlete. So now I can only talk about people that are lower than me? That's it? Oh, I saw that bum on the corner, yeah. <laughs> Fucking loser. What have you ever done? Hey, have you ever done anything like I have, bum? I'm sure he has a name, too. I shouldn't just call him bum. But these people exist. They exist, for sure. For sure. Uh, but that was, that's, again, I always like seeing Aaron Rodgers uh, look stupid. And I, and I and I'm enjoying seeing the Packers struggle. And I know that's not his his fault. He's one of he's a great quarterback. He's one of the greatest of all time. And then they got some uh, terrible coaching issues there. But always good to see him look like a fool. I I will co-sign that on every day and twice on Thursday. Oh boy, yeah yeah. And I saw today Jameis Winston. Um, he signed a, a, a he settled with a Uber driver that he supposedly uh assaulted or whatever the case might be. And, you know, we, we know how revisionist history works with these settlements. As time goes on, people will say he was found innocent, just like Ray, Ray Lewis was found not guilty, found innocent of uh, killing someone, even though he settled with the family. I mean, the, 
just get ready. I'm just, I'm just preparing you. So remember that when you're in your next conversation with someone of low IQ, a low IQ individual, uh, just remember that James, James Winston had some guilt. We'll put it that way. And I'm not going to say there are, you know, people trying to get money or liars and, and what, what's the word I'm looking for? Gold diggers. And, uh, you know, they, they exist. But uh, don't tell me you're settling with people uh, for no reason. That that sorry that that doesn't happen. That that doesn't happen. People, you know, the only way that happens is in in the business world where they buy people out. That that's that's how Microsoft got big. Remember when he bought out Homer's Internet Service System Business Service, all that came talk, and maybe it's a lack of alcohol. Jeez. I can't talk because of lack of alcohol. That would constitute as a problem, Brian. That would constitute as a problem. So, anyways. Oh, by the way, I, I had to pause this for a second because I saw a, uh, a um, what's it called, notification. So, uh, let's give a shout out here. At Chris underscore E underscore Burbs. You know, kind of got into the uh, <laughs> whatever I was trying to do with Gus the Sleazeball. Sleazebag. Brian, you, you, oh, God. Jeez, that sleazebag you put on the internet. It's sleazeball, you moron. Uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. And he said, oh, by the way, Gus the sleazebag was also Max the sleazebag. Uh, Maxwell Potterdam third from Men at Work. Ah, golf club? Look at that. That's when you know you're a good character actor, when they just play, when you're just chosen for sleazeball roles. So, congratulations. Thank you, Chris. I, I, I appreciate that. I would play the audio, but I don't know how long or what we get to there, but uh, thank you. I don't know if he was harassing women at the same clip, but I don't remember the movie as well. And probably something evil and nefarious. There's lots of smoke in the background. It's dark and he has henchmen in front of him just in the still shot. So I imagine that uh, he's doing something bad. But I think that's what the toxic waste, I think, with men at work, right? I think so. Remember when we were obsessed with Charlie Sheen for like oh, two weeks? Every show. Every show. Yeah, Brian, run out of material. You already said that one. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Baker Mayfield. Let's, let's stay on the football. I mean, it's most football I talked about all year. I got a few more topics too. So get, strap in Baker Mayfield. You know, I, I kind of like, I don't really like the braggadocious idiots, but you know, if you're actually changing culture and you're winning, you know, there's, it, 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 it adds it up a little bit. You know me, I'm a fucking, Put your head down and do it the right way, the way they used to, when it was a game. I mean, when it was a game, too. When baseball and color was all of a sudden amazing. But, I mean, the... the Does this guy so out of his mind? Like, Hugh Jackson was fired as the coach of the Browns, all right? He was fired as coach of the Browns, probably because he's a terrible coach. And the Browns always had put together an awful product. No, no, I think we can agree on both that. Now, I don't think he, they were, not, you know, knocking down his door... Coaches to to or teams to to get him involved with their 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 organization, and okay, so the Cincinnati Bengals say, hey, you want to be a defensive coordinator or whatever the hell he is? I don't know, some sort of co defensive coach, and he said, yeah, and he went out there after the game. So the Browns beat the 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 Bengals, and Hugh Jackson comes over and he wants to shake his hand, and Baker Mayfield is very standoffish. It's it's definitely an awkward scene to even look at, let alone you can't even hear it, but just to look at it. He wants no part of Hugh Jackson. And then after the game, he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, I, I didn't want to talk to him. You know, I, I find it hard to, like, respect a man who, and I'm paraphrasing here, respect a man that, you know, he says you want to play for him, and then he's on the team, other side of the team that you're playing against. Sorry, not doing that. It's just like, do you think, listen, jackass, you played in the NFL for what, you know, 11 games of your entire life? 
if that. I don't know what game he started with the Browns. Was it the first game? I forgot. But like, all of a sudden, this coach now, this coach who, listen, again, it's not like he had a myriad of offers here. He's Hugh Jackson. He sucks. Hence why he got fired from the Browns. Now he can't coach against you? Like, that, that is such a, a warped, ridiculous comment to ever make. Like, that is having such a lack of self-awareness to think that, that is sociopathic behavior. Eh, maybe, but it's a bit, bit over the top. But that is like, this person can no longer coach in this league because he told you what to do at one point. So now you no longer respect him. Now, if there are other things behind it there, then I get that. But if that's your sole argument, that's the crux of what you're saying. That is absolutely insane. Resane, insane and ridiculous. So he went down a few notches on my, on my, uh, in my book, which my book is very long and it holds grudges big time. Big time. I hate Brett Musburger for the 1995 American League Division Series. How he was rooting for the Mariners. You don't think I've forgotten? I hate that guy's face. And I hate when people say, you know what I really... When he was doing all the games. Now he doesn't do games anymore. But he has his own gambling network. But he would would reference the... He would reference the spread. Oh, he's a national treasure. Shut up. I hate that guy because of 1995. So if you think I'm forgetting, I'm not. So Baker Mayfield, just remember. Tread lightly. That's all I'm saying. Tread lightly. Uh, the other thing, let's see. The other thing that, and listen, I mean, I, I, I guess I got to get to this. I got to get to this. And that is, th- this is getting out of control. You know, it's been going on all season, but I've had enough. And that is the team celebrations. These are some of the dumbest things I've seen in sports in a very, very long time. Now, I know probably 50% of the audience listening right now is like, Jesus, do you have any fun? Boy, you must be fun at parties. Oh, oh, do you really dislike people showing joy? No, no, no. I, I, here's the thing. I like, you know, unchoreographed celebration, sheer passion, all that shit. You know, I'm a fucking Newt Rockney. Look at, listen to me. Um, you know, but I mean, this is such crap we are watching. And I, listen, I'm at the point right now where I hope they do it every goddamn touchdown so we get so bored of it and no one cares anymore. Of all the people in society, we need to see more me, me, me behavior out of other than from professional athletes. Like, shut the fuck up. The, the, The idea that, I mean, spontaneous celebrations are one thing. Choreographed garbage is another. It is. It's so dumb. And I can only, and I can only imagine the, these, these old school announcers, like the former athletes, former players having to watch that and like put on this cringeworthy smile and be like, oh, look at that. Oh yeah. Wow. They did the limbo here in Minnesota. Wow. That, that's this, this team is really a close team. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. But I hate. I'm the odd man out, right? I, I'm the I'm the guy that just won't accept. It's it, everything. Sports fucking sucks. We'll put let's let's just get down to brass tacks about this. You know, we got guys. Listen, and I'm I'm almost accepting of like the bat flips now. I don't even care. It's just like okay, but like anything choreographed, it's like you are all about yourself. It is, it, it, and even even in a team celebration, it's about you. Just do your goddamn job. If I wanted to watch this, I'd watch some Mandy Moore movie in like 1997 if you want to watch dancing. You want to watch guys dance? Huh? When, when did this happen? When did like football and society and sports and society like mold into one? Like, 
I, I, I don't watch a dance competition. I watch football players. So why would I, why would it be the other way around? Remember when dancing, dancing movies and everything were like the big thing for like two years? It was just like, oh, another dancing movie. It's, so you think you can dance for? Or is that a show? I don't know. I'm not really big on the dancing on the dancing scene, but uh, whatever. Oh, but look, he did that. He did that crossover like he was Iverson over Tyron. Who shut up? You really find that entertaining? What are you seven? Whatever. I hope one of those guys gets hurt on those plays. Oh, don't be that fan. Don't be that fan. I mean, I get hurt. Whatever. Because you know, I've said it a thousand times with all this shit. You know. You think you're not pissing off the opponent? You think you might not take... You think you might take a cheap shot for doing some stupid... But you know what? I guess if they're all doing it, who gives a shit, right? If, if they're all doing these these dainty little dances... I have... I don't... The only time I've ever had the urge to dance is when I'm drunk. At no other point did I want to dance. Like, when I played sports, and I get it, I get it, you know, I just play in high school, I'm a professional. When you see, I, I love some people when they go... How can you, you know, even sort of compare your, your, your sports experience of professional athlete? Well, can, can I, can I do it now? Can I, can I do it to say I never danced? Well, they're professional athletes. They, they, they should be allowed to dance. I know I'm making no sense right now, but I don't really care. This team celebration stuff, and it is, listen, it is total old man crying Clint Eastwood, Gran Torino, get off my lawn shit. I get it. But there's more of me. If, to borrow a word from Louis Skolnick, the Revenge of the Nerds, there's more of us than there are of you. Shit, I hope I got that right. When he addressed the Alpha Betas at the, uh, what the hell was the name of at the Alpha Betas and the rest of them at the, jeez, what was the name of that celebration where they, I don't know, they got their frat house back? I don't know. Oh, the Trilams. What the hell was the name? I'm going to have to pause it and look for that. It's really not important. Anyways, but so basically what I'm trying to say is you are, you are a disgusting human being. Uh, I don't even know what I want to say. <laughs> I just, I can't believe that this has just become a fabric of sports now. Team celebrations. Oh, God. And fine, every single one of those players. Get a life, Brian. I have no life. Can't you clearly see that? And I will say this, you know, I'm yelling and, and ranting about stuff and, you know... One of the biggest yellers and ranters in all of sports media, and that is Mike Francesa. You know, I've been very critical of him the last few months since his comeback and uh, saying what a fraud and a phony, which he is, but I will give him credit. His his rant, you know, speaking of another just look at me asshole in Odell Beckham, his rant today on Tuesday, November 27th, about the Giants, Odell Beckham, wide receivers, and society was absolute beautiful. Absolute beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It was a work of art. It was like the Mona Lisa, the Scream, and Nighthawk all in one. It was amazing. And I think uh, the great uh, General Dolgan said, you know, Mike can still have the fastball sometimes. He could ramp it up there. You know, he can ramp up the fastball and still show you that he's got some smoke there. Senor Smoke is what they call him, right? You know, the Giants stink. We get that. The Giants stink. The Jets stink. Great. Eli Manning is old. We get it. He is not the quarterback he used to be, and he's not helping the team majority of the time. This is all true. 
And I hear giant fans. You just don't get it. You don't get it. And they say, well, he's right. You know, when, so when Beckham comes after the game and either outright says something bad about the coaching or about, about Eli or whatever the case may be, you know, there's a method to Beckham's madness. And that is, it's all about him every fucking moment of the day. That is the method to his madness. Well, he's telling the truth. I mean, the coaching sucks. He lies old. Wonderful. That is not his place to hold court and have a goddamn press conference for him every time after a game. Well, Brian, actually it is. That's that's part of the media obligations. You know what I mean. It's not for Odell Beckham's state of the team where he, you know, it's it, because he gives these comments. He could just give the same boring cliche comments. It's all about Beckham. It's And you guys, and I can tell you, watching sports long enough, you see it. Odell Beckham is going to screw your team over every day of the week. Because the moment things don't go right for him, it's going, oh, but his teammates love him. Oh, his teammates on that team that sucks. Oh, wow, that that's great. Wow. Wow, they love him because he really speaks his voice. Imagine if Ernie Banks, you know, Mr. Cub, eternal loser, Talked about how bad his team was all the time. How bad the pitcher was. How bad the manager is. Oh, but he's telling the truth. Come on. Come on. Why didn't Don Mattingly say us how bad fucking Stump Merrill sucked and how much an alcoholic Billy Martin was? Oh, well, he's telling the truth. No. No. You don't do that. Even if it is true. Like, have some humility. Have some self-awareness. Hey, but that one-handed catch against the Cowboys. Hey, well, <laughs> never forget it. Boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah. <laughs> and the net. And he made you propose the net. Fuck that guy. I, I, ugh. Anyways. I got to give it to Francesa. That was great. That was great. Because Beckham, Beckham is... Now, he's obviously younger in his career. He, he And he's not nearly as... I mean, he's way more flashy. I guess it's not fair in the sports sense to compare these two. But he's a better... Well, even in his prime. Carmelo Anthony was very good in his prime. I mean, he's, he's going to be a Hall of Fame basketball player. I don't know if he was ever elite like I think Beckham is or could be. Oh, what if they just give him a decent quarterback? He'd be the best running. He'd be the best wide receiver in the whole goddamn. Shut up. He'd screw that up somehow. Keep hanging your hat on the Odell Beckham mantle. Put it up there. See what happens. Oh, you'll see, Brian. You'll see. No, no, no. You see, these diva wide receivers, they never win. They never win. Tell me the ones that win. God, I'll wait. I'm waiting. I guess you could say Jerry Rice was kind of a, a diva. Who are the other ones? T.O. got to a, you know, he got to a, a, a Super Bowl. Played amazing in it. I'll give him that. Came back from that injury and played amazing, but he didn't win shit. These guys are team killers. You don't get it. You don't fucking get it. Um, What was I going to say? I was going to say something other than swearing about Odell Beckham. Oh, yeah, Carmelo Anthony. I, I mean, he's another – it's just guys that make it all about them at all time and any blame towards them is deflected back at people and you say, oh, it's all about – it's my fault, right? It's my – you know, play that whole like passive-aggressive bullshit game and never help your team. Now, I guess basketball and football are not the same. It's not like Beckham's going to do something over and over again that's detrimental to the team. Like, you know, you know like Anthony now playing defense for 15 years. I don't know, something like that. Anyways, get too angry about this stuff, you know? For for a team that I barely watch, just the when I see Beckham, there's something about that guy. 
first of all, I think he's mentally ill. So maybe I should let off a little bit. I don't think he's right in the head. I mean, you know, I think that affects the way he, he does things. But I mean, he has this ass kissing army on Twitter as well. They'll do anything. Yeah, whatever. I need to move on. I need to move on. So what, what are you guys watching on Netflix? Huh? <laughs> I'm watching this terrible show and I don't, I don't know why. It's called Final Plate. Uh, you know, my wife and I will, will start really good shows and then we'll stop watching them for whatever reason. And then we binge these awful shows. It's a cooking show. Um, Final Plate, get it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, they do different cuisines and whatnot. This is a terrible little fucking segment. Jeez, does anyone even give a shit about this? I guess the only thing I was trying to say is that... Wife, my wife and I were, were were criticizing them a lot. Okay, extreme criticism of cooking show. Yeah, I guess we were you know a little drunk or just like what is that? What does that mean? Whatever. It's failed. Failed like my Gus content today. Just shit the bed. Shit the bed big time. All right, I don't, I don't know what else I want to talk about. That might be it. Kevin Durant's mad at hecklers. You know, Kevin Durant's one of the softest people I've ever seen in my life. For a for a professional athlete, he's one of the softest you've ever seen. Mad at hecklers. Oh, stop it. <laughs> this guy who, guy who has a fake account and defends himself on Twitter. Oh, man. Some of these athletes, you know, and I wonder how I'd be. Well, you don't have to worry because you're never going to make as much money. You're just not good as them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Twitter fucking white knight. Wonderful. But I wonder how I'd handle it. Like, I would not go on social media. That, that's for sure. I would remove myself from social media because for all the adulation and all how wonderful they tell you there's a million of them being like kill yourself die and I'd be like yeah I don't like that and as I'm going to bed and I'm just like well Jimmy 34 in, in, in Massachusetts said that I should die anyways so the holiday season's upon us everyone so I, I hope you're uh, getting, getting, getting ready because season's greetings happy holidays by the way and by the way thank you to Donald Trump for bringing Christmas back we wanted Merry Christmas back and now I can finally say it without fear because I just can't stop saying Merry Christmas. Enough of this happy holiday stuff. I mean, I need to get into the spirit of Christmas. Christ mass. Exactly. Bring the two languages together. Christ mass. More Christ. You know, I mean, that's, that's really what it's all about. More Christ. Anyways, big fan of the show. Jesus Christ. Thank you very much for listening. Um, so. We're heading into December, folks. Long road in uh, in December. Okay, enough of this shit. You can listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. Uh, that's the podcast, everybody. I want you to enjoy your week. It's supposed to be raining here again. Not looking forward to it. Um, I'm trying to think of anything exciting happening in the world of sports. I missed the, uh, the golf with... Uh, Phil Mickelson and, and Tiger. I heard there were a lot of flaws, but that didn't get any buzz. But I'm, I'm glad they got their payday, though. Those guys have been struggling for a long time. I know they've been on public assistance for a while, and you know they're going to donate a portion to charity, a point zero 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 one. And you know Phil and Phil can put more money into his, uh, you know, his his charity, which he'll write off for tax purposes uh, for a disease that he that he has that he pimps. Which uh, congratulations, very very big scumbag move. That makes Tiger Woods look good. Uh, we'll put it that way. So, um, Aaron Hernandez, still dead. Very good. That's good. Uh, you can listen to the show. I already did that at Brian Buck 13 at Red Ticket Blues on Twitter. Uh, so that's a podcast, everyone. I want you to enjoy your week. I love all of you. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Let's get ready for the holiday season. 
which I, you know what I love about the holiday season is also these like simplistic fucking local news channels talking to us like we're idiots, just being like, listen, do you want deals? This is what you got to do. Look online for codes and then you can order or anything where they like break it down for like just the dumbest human beings on the planet. It's just like, listen, don't when you're in the malls this holiday season, don't get on public Wi-Fi. And here, this is how you can do it. Go to your iPhone. It's just like, wow, wow, how did I get through life like this? I- excuse me, after I eat a lot of food, do you, can you show me how to wipe my ass? Thank you, uh, you know, Today Show or Good Morning America. This has really been a big help. Okay, up and down. All right, wow, look at that. Oh, it's a preference. Oh, thank you. Anyways, love all of you. With that being said, I'm here. Something that you said